0: Welcome to the Love Heal Thrive podcast. I'm your host Erin Gray, and today we are talking about the love you desire according to your Enneagram number. This is a compilation of a ton of different sources that I think you are going to love, just in time for Valentine's Day. Let's get started. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. It is February. It is all about love and relationships, and relationships are hard. They're tough. You know, we only get along with someone else as well as we get along with ourself. <laughs> it's true. You know, in Enneagram work, you we always say that, you know, you have the numbers one through nine, the different personality types, one through nine. But the best number to be always, you know, everyone is always jockeying, which number is the best, which number is the best. And the best number is the healthy number. So they're all great. It's just whoever is in the greatest amount of health. And that is true whether we're talking about the Enneagram, destiny cards, any any sort of mindset. As long as you are equal and balanced and middle way about it, then that's a healthy, good, strong number. And knowing yourself and looking and finding and discovering your own triggers and then soothing your own triggers is the best thing that you could ever do for a partner. So in today's episode, we're going to go through the Enneagram numbers and what they are looking for in love and life and the kind of energy that they emanate. And this is great in two parts. This is great for you to know your own energy and personality and desires and you can know that for your Valentine as well. So I think this is really important and powerful information. And I'm so, so happy to share this with you. If you do not know your Enneagram number, you can go to Eclectic Energies and they have a great Enneagram test that is free, that is super accurate. It gives you a couple different options and choices. And what I would advise here on taking a test, is this is just a suggestion. So you can look through and and use this as a guide. But if everything in your instincts and your gut and the people around you are all saying, I don't know, you seem more like the second option. It could be that you were the second option, not the first. So I think you can use any test as a suggestion and as a guide. And this is true of all Guidance and information, by the way, not just this Enneagram test, but anytime you hear guidance, is this true for you? Does this ring true for you? Much like we talked about last week, ring of truth. I actually wrote a blog on that, which I'll include in the links down below. Does it ring true for you? And when it does, that's the path that you should be following and the guidance that you should be following. So, hopefully, you get lots of rings of truth here. I do try to offer lots of good nuggets, but ultimately, you have to be that decider for yourself. The Eclectic Energies Enneagram test is an amazing place to start. If you do not know your Enneagram number, begin there as a suggestion and then dive in and do your own research and decide for yourself. What echoes the loudest in your own heart. And the information I'm diving into today is one, this incredible blog that was on Truity, that is what you're secretly wanting from love based on your Enneagram type. And then a ton of other information sprinkled in from my teacher, Tom LaHue. He has a ton of incredible videos on YouTube, I highly suggest you subscribe to him. He puts out incredible Enneagram videos every single week. He's an amazing human and knows so much about the Enneagram. It's awesome. So I've kind of incorporated those two things together to just kind of piecemeal this for you to give you great Valentine's Day advice. So if you are Enneagram number one, So we're going to talk first about the presenting energy of each number. And so the one (laughs) comes across as dad. It comes across as dad. Like we should get this X responsible thing done before we go and have fun. (laughs) So come Valentine's Day, if you have a one Valentine in your life, a really loving thing that you can do for them is to make sure The to-do list is done. The house is clean. Whatever is important to them and what matters to them, make sure those X's are done. Those responsibilities are taken care of so that then that space is cleared so that they can open up their hearts and spend this time loving you and having this joy in this time clear of those responsibilities. Because I can tell you, I'm a 2-1 and I have a very strong one wing. I have the hardest time relaxing or opening up or connecting if I have a to-do list or if there's things around me that have to get done. Those things literally like scream at me. Comment down below if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The things in my environment that need to be done literally scream at me when they need to get done and I'm not able to emotionally connect until those things stop screaming at me. And so your one in your life is having so many things scream at them. So a wonderful Valentine's Day gift is to help take care of those screamers, (laughs) take care of those things that are screaming in their mind and allow them the opportunity to connect and love with you. So some things that the one secretly wants from love is encouragement and words of comfort, a shared, strong, inner philanthropic drive. What can you guys go do together? So, my husband and I tutor together for some children. There's an incredible charity that we support that I'll also include down below, where there is an area of our, in our area, these kids didn't have the internet until April of 2021. So, if you can imagine <laughs> when we all went distance learning in March of 2020. That entire year, those children missed out on school because their area didn't have internet. So we're all helping all these kids catch up because the school is in such dire straits for catch up. So where can you and your one go and do something together to go help people? This will help allow them to feel connected to you, to feel more loved by you persistence and continuous improvement in your relationships, and trust without questions or hidden agenda. Truth, 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 of course, always, but there are some numbers that need more truth, and ones are all about doing right, doing good. Everything is very clear, by the rules, accurate, and never want to be found corrupt or defective. You know, and the thing here is ones feel that they have to be perfect in order to feel loved and to be worthy of love. And so letting your one know that they don't have to be perfect, that they are perfectly perfect for you and that you love them no matter what. A two in love. So I'm, I'm an Enneagram two. I'm a two one. So I totally agree with everything <laughs> that this says here. So what it says that a two wants from love, the reassurance of stability paired with radical and in-your-face honesty. That is so 100% right on right there. (laughs) What it also says that I have to agree 100% is reciprocity in emotions and disclosure. Nothing falls short more for me than when I have shared my heart and my vulnerability right after I've gotten all my to-dos done. (laughs) I'm finally in this place. All my to-dos are done. I can finally feel like I'm in this place to be vulnerable and share, and I get crickets back. Nothing feels more upsetting or frustrating and isolating, to be honest. So if you have a two in your life get ready to just share, share, share on Valentine's Day. Share your emotions if you are not naturally attuned to your emotions. Maybe journal a little bit beforehand just as your Valentine's Day present for them, just to draw up some of those emotions, just to share them with your two. Because this is what us as twos, it is like our soul food Emotions are literally our soul food, and we have so many of them. We once had Beatrice Chestnut at our center giving a talk on the Enneagram, and she was talking about emotions, and she said if emotions were equal to money, then a two would have a million dollars of money because we have so many emotions. We feel things so deeply and so intensely, and a nine would have 10 cents like access to those emotions. So not that they don't have emotions, it's just how they feel with their emotions. However, when a two and a nine are in relationship, a nine can feel like, oh my gosh, I've given the two all 10 pennies. I've given the, so it's this feeling of, oh my gosh, I feel like I've given you everything, every emotion. And the two feels like, well, that feels like 10 cents compared to my million dollars. And so if you have a two in your life realizing they are your million-dollar Valentine, <laughs> that there are a million emotions there, and that they feel deeply, they feel intimately, they feel passionately. And this is this great opportunity for you to share in their language. Their language is empathy and emotions. The greatest gift you can give your two this Valentine's Day is the gift of your emotions. And if you, again, if you have to blog that ahead of time or journal that ahead of time to drum up some of those emotions, it is worth that because it will mean everything to your two. And the energy of the two is mom. It's mom energy. And because your two has so many emotions, they're fully empathetic and know what you need before you need it. And so maybe even appreciate that of them during this time, right? They will know ahead of time what you will need. I once had some friends over for dinner, and we were serving dessert. And then all of a sudden, I came out, and I, I had brought her this glass of water. And she was like, wait did I ask for the glass of water? And I was like, no. She's like, but I was about to ask for the glass of water. I was like, oh, I know. I just had sensed it already and had brought that out to her. And it is this part of this empathetic nature of the two where we know what you need before you know what you need. And that is something to be cherished and appreciated during Valentine's Day. And of course, every day. But Um, Right now, we are talking February love and to love up that mom who wants to help and care for and take care of because this energy that is coming off of them, of course, as every mom does, wants to feel appreciated as well. Enneagram three. So the energy of the Enneagram three is firstborn. The look what I can do, the achiever, the performer, and the three things that the three Secretly, wants is empathy and deep emotional intelligence. The three works hard, right? They are busy all the time. They are goals, they are achievements, and they've done a lot of their work. They want you to have done your work too. They want ambition where both parties can climb mountains together. They want someone alongside with them that is willing to go and do all these different things together because they've achieved, they've performed, and they want someone who is equal in that motivation and that drive. And finally, unconditional affection and recognition beyond your work and achievements. So what can you love of your three that's beyond their success? So I'm sure if you have a three in your life, you know what I'm talking about or maybe you are the three and you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You were successful. You were a performer. You were action oriented, your objectives, your goals. But can you look at your partner and not see actions or goals? Can you be with your partner this Valentine's day? Can you just bask in joy and presence And fun without something having to be accomplished. This is one of the biggest challenges of the three is being in love and just basking and just sharing in fun conversation or going for a walk on the beach without having to accomplish anything. Again, this is that firstborn energy that needs to achieve, 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 lead, which is amazing. Threes accomplish so much. They are leaders, they are amazing human beings who also deserve and need and desire connection. So where can you encourage your three, or if you are a three, to pause, get quiet, connect with yourself first, and then spend this beautiful time connecting and being with your loved one. Enneagram for the artist. So the energy that emanates from the four, is this other child energy, the where do I fit in? So if you know, if you have a four, are blessed to have a four in your life, you know they are artistic, they are unique, they are truly one of a kind in how they show up and how they present themselves to be unique to this world. So for loving them, what they want is appreciation for their unique talent and the extra push for them to come forward because sometimes they feel very misunderstood. I'm so unique. How could anyone understand me? And that that can feel incredibly isolating. So where can you offer up appreciation and compliments? So those are two of the things that they really want. They want a partner who is patient with their fluctuating emotions. So how can you offer patience? this Valentine's Day. And secondly, they want sincere compliments and words of encouragement for who they are. They are this artist that is unique and has differentiated themselves from the world, but they also feel this painstaking isolation because they feel like they are so unique. How could anyone understand them? How could anyone connect with them? And As humans, we ultimately want to just feel connected to everyone. And so how can you show your four exactly how much you love and appreciate them? And they want appreciation, but they also want compliments. So I think allowing that appreciation to materialize into a compliment is a very powerful gift for a four. And how can you show patience and appreciation to your four so that they can feel how much You love and appreciate them. Enneagram five in love. This is the observer, the thinker, the investigator. So this is the person who often wants to observe before they participate. One of our daughters would always observe first. So she didn't want to do the musical until the first year she watched the musical. She didn't want to participate in something until she watched it for a little while first. And then as soon as she felt that she absorbed all the information that there was, then she felt safe enough and ready to jump into that activity. And the five is the same in love. So what they want is a partner in mind who will explore both esoteric and practical ideas with you. So they want an intellectual partner. So they want to take in all the information first, and then they want to share it with you. So they, the three things they secretly want from love is new, interesting insights to problems and theories. So this intellectual banter, this, this partnership that is smart and witty. And one of my friends is a five and she's amazing. We always go on walks and back and forth, back and forth, like, Hey, did you read this? Or, hey, yes. Or, oh my gosh, look at all the connections to this and this. And, oh, that insight from this book connects to this insight from this book. It is such a fun, fun brain puzzle every time we're together. And we both get so much out of it. And it's amazing. It is such a fun and challenging and intellectually stimulating and satisfying time together. And that is what your five is looking for is intellectual stimulation that is joyful and satisfying. That is love to them. A place where they can feel that they can let their guards down and doors open, their heart door open, right? Their mind is so busy. It feels too scared to open up that heart. And so creating this safe space where they know that they won't be judged for sharing their heart and their ideas. So the best gift of all, can you, when you're going to see your five next, bring new information, new insight, new research to them? I mean, that is better than a dozen roses. Bring 12 new facts to them rather than 12 new roses and watch how loved and appreciated they feel. Enneagram six, the questioner, the loyalist. So the Enneagram 6 energy that emanates is like a teenager. It is everything about the teenager from wanting goofy inside jokes and a great sense of humor to quality time just by being present and being together. So they don't want to be alone. They want to, much like teenagers, they want to be like a little human amoeba (laughs) that goes all everywhere together. And so what could you plan for your six? Or if you are a six, is there something that you want to plan so that you can be with a group or even if you're just with one other person, what special thing can you plan to go be silly together, but that you are together, that it creates the one thing that you want is this trustworthiness and gentle encouragement that invites you to tread outside of your comfort zone. But... Like most teens, we do that when we have our partner in crime sitting right next to us, right? So how can you create this safe space for your six that they then feel safe enough to move outside their comfort zone? What can you do that is playful and fun and goofy together for them to feel the ultimate type of love that they are desiring The Enneagram 7 is the enthusiast who loves life, who loves love, who just loves just everything fun. It's like, what's that? What's that? And more and more. You know, they are about gluttony. They just more, more, more. So how can you provide to them this reassurance and emotional safe spot that yes you can go have fun and you can go do more things and at the same time offer them a sense of direction and a course of action where can they feel safe with you that you're going to help guide them and direct them when their desires are putting them in 10 different places because they want to go have fun and do everything talk about FOMO how can you create a plan maybe for you if you have a seven that you love in your life can you create a plan for them on valentine's day that's full of lots of fun activities but that you are charting the course for them today and maybe other days where can you offer that guidance to them it's like this nudge this nudge of love and offer this practical advice and gestures of appreciation. They love, who doesn't love being appreciated, of course, but some numbers appreciate it and need it more. And often we need appreciation when we didn't receive it as children. It becomes even more important as adults when we haven't received that as a child. So as a seven, they're in need of more of that appreciation. And the energy that they offer up is this departed, like I'm going to go do my own thing unless you want to come along, then, then I actually might go do something else. <laughs> or, you know, I might go have fun as long as we're having fun. Like, let's go do, do, do FOMO. I don't want to miss out on anything. Let's go have fun doing A, B, and C. But what they need from you in love is a plan, is this charted course and practical advice and direction so that you can channel this amazing, incredible appreciation life energy into a place that is beneficial for you both. You can bask in this love of life and cherish your love that you guys share together. Enneagram 8, the leader. Ooh, Eights are one of my most favorite people. They are strong. They are powerful. They are leaders. In every sense of the word, they will use their voice for others when people can't speak up, they will stand up, they will do the right thing when no one else does. They are powerful, powerful energies in this world. I am so grateful for them. And they are also looking for a partner who can confidently stand up to them and teach them the ins and outs of emotional intelligence. So, you know, I started this podcast talking about you doing your own work first The eight especially will expect you to have done your own work before coming and talking to them about their work. I mean, it's always easier to point the finger at someone else and tell them what they need to do. But inherently, that is not the work. That's not the most powerful work. The most powerful and transformative work is the work that we do with ourselves. And then that shift in ourselves attracts something different out of our partner. And so as an eight, They are looking for three things, fair discussions and debates to clear the air. They are looking for opportunities to be vulnerable with confidence. And three, they want to be stood up to with conviction and respect. So I have an amazing eight in my life, and I have found repeatedly the moments I stand my ground when I am respected the most, it is ultimately this push-pull between vulnerability and conviction and standing my ground and you know the energy of the eight is a grown-up and it is get your stuff out of my space, right? And and often what the eight needs to learn, it is often your stuff is my stuff and my stuff is my stuff. And so they do often need to learn respect for other people's things because they believe your things are for them and their things are for them. And you were not supposed to touch their things. So for loving an eight, how can you ever so respectfully remind them that your things are important to you too and that they can respect your things? And for Valentine's Day, can you just go have fun with the eight? maybe not even talk about the emotions. I know often my aid is like, oh, I don't want it to be a thing or let's be succinct about it. Let's be succinct about our debate, our discussion, one, done, share your thoughts. I'll share my thoughts and we're done sharing your love efficiently this holiday, this Valentine's Day. How clear and concise Can you write that Valentine's Day card? (laughs) I think if of all the eights I know, I know quite a few actually, and they are all efficient with their words and their love, great, huge, big hearts that love very deeply, but very efficiently. And so how can you, I think that perfect Valentine's Day card for, well, one, it probably wouldn't even be a card, but it would be something very succinct that would say, happy Valentine's Day. I love you. Or you're the best. (laughs) But something efficient, few words, and effective. I think that is the perfect eight Valentine's Day card. Enneagram nine, the peacemaker. So the peacemaker energy is the grandparent. It is everybody just get along. I just wanna be chill. (laughs) I want everyone to love. I want everyone to get along. And guess what? I've been around long enough that I understand the plight of each one of you. So I see everyone's viewpoint. And that is the blessing and the grace of the nine is understanding everyone's perspective and wanting to bring peace and draw peace out of everyone. And in love, nines want to be heard and seen and acknowledged. They want ongoing physical and emotional warmth. And they want patience and comfort during times of emotional turmoil. They want unwavering confidence and patience from us to allow them to be assertive so that they can unfold and unpack their own emotions. So again, like the story I told you earlier, they have 10 cents of access, but those 10 cents mean everything to them. And as we hold space for the nine and they can reach deeper and deeper and deeper into their emotional bank account and reveal even more to us. And especially if it's a two nine relationship, hold that 60 seconds of quiet when you ask a question so they can reach deep down into their well of emotions an answer from this place that is juicy and connected and emotional. And then you will ultimately both end up with exactly what you want, this connected, vulnerable, loving conversation and experience. But so often we ask a question, and unless it's answered in 10 seconds flat, we then move on to the next question. And for so many of us, and I've seen this happen in every single class that I've taken or that I've, I've given, I will have people journal and some people will pick up their pen and start writing right away. But more often than not, people look around the room, reflect, and then begin journaling. It's like they have to reach this place within them first for them to access the emotions that they're feeling. And I would say this is a true whether you were a nine or any number. Give each other the chance to access that well of emotion, and you will find yourself in this place of connection and love and satisfaction. So no matter your number, I hope you take all this information and apply it to your relationships, apply it to yourself, apply it to the your loved ones so that you can have relationships that are vulnerable and satisfying and connected, whether it's Valentine's Day or any day, every day is perfect for love. Thank you so much for listening to this incredible download on Enneagram numbers and what we love and need the most from each other. I cannot wait to hear in the comments down below, what number are you and what are you going to apply this week? Be sure to join my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com and love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive take care.